0: Welcome back to Say Less. less. You know who it is. T here. Mike in the building. We are joined by NFL Bronco Elijah Wilkerson. Did I say that right? Elijah Wilkerson. Elijah Elijah Wilkerson. Wilkerson, In the next part of the show. (laughs) Big show today. We're going to talk, of course, NFL, NFL. Boston sports in particular, Anthony Davis to the Lakers, it didn't happen. No, 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 Anthony
1: Davis, not to the Lakers. (laughs) Okay, not to the Lakers. Not to the Lakers. We're going
0: to talk about that, but first, first, Mike, I'm going to touch into the Celtics real quick. So I understand that the Patriots just won the championship. Huh, six rings. But let's face it, in the city of Boston, that didn't really surprise anyone. I mean,
1: they were hating on us. But but
0: speaking of the Patriots, isn't it amazing how everybody, and I mean everybody in that locker room, buys into that system? And there's no huge egos? At times they
1: don't. Uh, don't Okay, at times. But
0: for the most part, there's no huge egos. There's no disruptive personalities. And there's no big, (laughs) big, big big personal agendas. And unfortunately, Mike, unfortunately, it's time. It's time to label the 2018-2019 Boston Celtics as a team with those same negative characteristics. They are a team filled with personal agendas. Believe it or not now, Mike, before this season started, you remember I was on record with calling this team the best in the Eastern Conference and the team with the best shot to disrupt Golden State's three-peat plans. I've covered Golden State for a while now during LeBron's four matchups with them in the finals. And every time I looked at Boston, they looked like they had all the answers. All the answers. But now, Mike, now I have more questions than ever before. In case you missed it, Celtics forward Marcus Morris came out after the Celtics lost back-to-back ugly games to my Lakers and the Clippers and told the world, When I look at us, I just see a bunch of individuals. Even when we're winning, it's still not fun. I just don't see the joy in the game. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! You can chalk these comments up to whatever you want, but one thing's for sure, these comments scream a team lacking in leadership. Excuse me, Kyrie, isn't this what you wanted? A team of your own? To prove that you're much more than a, a typical you, uh, to a typical. prove that you're much more than a YouTube highlight machine and you can lead a team without LeBron? Excuse me, Mr. Stevens, aren't you built for this as well? Wasn't it Danny Ainge who shocked the world when he hired you as a coach from Butler and called you a great leader with impeccable character and a strong worth ethic? Leadership, Mike, leadership usually starts with the team best player and coach. Ask the Patriots, ask the Spurs when they had Duncan, and ask the Warriors pre-KD. It's shocking to me how little criticism Stevens is facing regarding this talented bunch. Now, I've already told you the problem with this team. They all have personal agendas. Tatum, Brown, Rozier, they remember what they did last year, and they have no issues reminding everybody every single time they touch the ball. Kyrie is busy tip-tapping with free agency in the media, telling one story about how he plans to be here if the Celtics will have him, and then later on admits the season isn't going as planned and he doesn't owe anybody shit.
1: Are we still taking those calls? Gordon
0: Haywood Haywood is on on a year-long mission to get back to where he was in Utah, and Stevens is squeezing every minute out of him that he can while taking away minutes from Rozier, Brown, and Tatum. Horford's aging, and nobody else. From, and nobody else, but really Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris has had a consistent year so far with the team. So, as ironic as it seems, no matter how ugly these comments look, it might be coming from the only player on this team not contributing to their biggest problem: personal agendas. Now, Mike, talk to me real quick. What is going on with these Celtics? Are you done? I'm done.
1: First of all. <clears throat> First we're, of all, we're gonna start off. <laughs> First of all, I'm. I've been, I was taking notes as you were speaking. I'm gonna start off with the Patriots. You mentioned how they have team buy-ins and all that stuff. Do you remember Jamin Collins?
0: I do remember Jamin. What, what Collins.
1: happened to Jamin Collins?
0: Uh, from what I could tell, was it was he the one that got
1: mad that he didn't make the Pro Bowl, no. or
0: he, or he was disputing no. over no, he was disputing no. over minutes. No, well, he was a locker room problem.
1: No, uh, he was a locker room problem.
0: That's why Bill said to, to, to the Browns. Yep.
1: Okay. He was, he was someone who didn't buy in. Okay. Who was lazy, didn't have work ethic. Malcolm Butler, remember Malcolm Butler?
0: I do remember Malcolm Butler. Unfortunately, he did not play one snap in that Super Bowl. Bill
1: didn't like his buy in, so what'd he do? He sent him. Let him walk away. Okay. What have I been saying all year about this Celtics team? Personal agendas. That no. ain't got nothing to do with Brad. You can only do so much. You can establish a culture. You Mike, can establish. Nope, 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 sorry. You can establish a culture, you can establish a foundation of what we believe in and how we carry ourselves, but you can only do so much. They're pro-athletes. They're given their responsibilities, their roles, their jobs. The reason why I don't think Brad deserves blame for things like Hayward's minutes, which I don't know why you keep talking about this, Hayward, Brown, and Rozier come off the bench together. And mind you, when that unit comes off the bench, it's when the, the team struggles the most. <laughs> Jalen Brown right now he, is on a team. Again, again. Terry Rozier see, is playing good basketball. You're, 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 you're speaking to the individual aspect that Marcus Morris was speaking of. Yes, Jalen Brown's been playing well, but that unit as a whole, when they come in the second and third quarters, the time periods that the Celtics have been struggling the most recently during the second and third quarters is when the bench comes in. And that's part of the individual nature of this team. Clearly I don't think Brad has been perfect. Clearly there's some things that Brad needs to do better about getting this team to come together as a unit. But when you speak of personal agendas, that's not a Kyrie issue. That's not a Brad Stevens issue. That's a team collective issue that Mike. you can't just pin on one or two people.
0: Like Mike, let me break it down for you. I think we're having a I think these disagreements aren't about more Boston, but we're disagreeing on what a team a team how it should be built and who's really in charge of a team. Absolutely. So leadership, Mike, in my opinion, like I've said, starts with the coach and the team's best player. It does. When I told you about all those examples I mentioned, Steve Kerr, Popovich, they've built, they've built a culture within their respective organizations that allows those players to buy in. Absolutely. When, when Boston came together in 2008, and I think they were in the preseason or the, their championship where Doc Rivers, what did he implement? You you remember this. Mbutu. He Im- a coach is supposed to implement a culture. A coach is much more than X's and O's. They're they're supposed to be responsible for their players to question. buy in. Question. Now, Rozier, Tatum, and Brown, like you've mentioned throughout the season, haven't bought in.
1: So who's supposed to? Oh, be- question. I have a question. Hold on.
0: Who, uh, let me finish. Who's supposed to be the people that bring him that bring those players into the, the locker leader, room? The leaders of the team. Yes. And who else? Kyrie Irving.
1: That's the leaders of the team. Okay. Oh,
0: thank you. Moving and up. Stevens and and Stevens so and we, Irving have failed.
1: They have. There's you have you can't fail when you're in the midst. This season is still ongoing.
0: Yeah, I understand that Mike they're but still when growing. you're 50 when you're 56 games in and one of your players say even when we win I don't don't even care about the individual thing. The the part that I took, the only part I really cared about was when he said, even when we win, it's not fun, which basically means, if anyone could read through that, we're we're winning just off pure talent because we're still one of the best teams in the league. Mm -hmm. But nobody in this team really likes playing with each other. We're not playing for each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time on the bench. Who's really up there when everybody scores besides Aaron Baines?
1: Exactly. And that's not something Brad Stevens can fix. He can't tell. He's something, that's something he emphasizes all the time. We need to be, have each other's backs. We need to be a mentally stru- strong team that has each other's backs. But when you're talking about guys celebrating teams, uh, their teammate's success, that's not, that's not a Brad problem. That's, that's a problem you have with five-year-olds when, they're trying, when you try, try to get them to, to support their teammates. We're talking about grown men. Brad Stevens can't look down the bench and tell them to get up every time their teammate scores. We're talking about elementary problems. And what you're seeing Morris do right now Is a form of leadership Brad and and Kyrie aren't the only leaders on this team there are other leaders like Marcus Morris like Al Horford who step up as leaders and this is an example of Marcus Morris doing that he's calling out his teammates saying we're not playing with the right attitude we don't have the right amount of toughness we don't respond to adversity the correct way we don't have each other's backs it comes a point where it gets past the coach. The coach can only do so much. It's on the players. He's set forth a foundation, a culture that has worked in the years past with this same group of guys.
0: Right.
1: It's not on him anymore. But but nothing has changed with Brad. The culture has been there. But it's I, about the guys buying in and dropping their egos.
0: Let me say one more thing on Stevens before uh, we move on. Um one thing I've been trying to tell you about Stevens too is that everybody was so high on him coming into the league. And when it, what is his track record shown when he's in the league? He's been able to get the most out of non-superstars, teams like Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, he gets the most out of those guys. What has Brad Stevens never seen until this year? Egos. Superstars. He's never seen Ky- You're Right. He's and never
1: he's through that right now.
0: He's never seen a play- he's never coached a player like Kyrie River. even when he was at Butler Mike. You're right. B- but the University of Butler what? They're getting right. two, three-star, four-star recruits. They're not getting the best players in the country. But here's what I have,
1: but here's what I have in response. Like to he, that. Has legi- I hear you. he has legit he has legitimately pro- issues I understand, this year. I understand, but this is what this is how I rebel to that. Are we supposed to be finals champions right now? No, are Mike. We, no, are we supposed to be finals champions no, tomorrow? But look, but look, oh, so look, what look, the be problem pro- is, the what problem is be Toronto
0: no- looks really good right That's now. That's fine. Milwaukee looks really are good right now. Are any of those
1: teams champions right now?
0: No, but so they look what? like champions. They look fine. like a team that That's can play fine. the Warriors. What,
1: what should you be concerned about as the season goes on?
0: No, you want to play your best ball going what, into the postseason. What should
1: you be concerned about as the season's going on? Growth. It's the middle of the season. They're not supposed to be perfect right now. I'm not worried about this right now. You, as, a, as a coach, as a, as a mentor, as a leader, you should be learning about where we started from and where we are now and where we're going in the future. We started off terribly, no chemistry. Middle of the season, we've improved. On the floor, off the floor, chemistry-wise, where will we be at the end of the season? That's what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, but your these comments tell you that like there are they haven't been on a track the whole year, Mike. Like this comment w- there's shows no you gradual. These improvement. comments
1: show you that they have more room to grow.
0: A lot. In You're a small right. amount of time, Mike. And what's your point? More than fifty. And what's your point? More than fifty. And what's your point? Per- time is ticking.
1: It's not ticking. Who says we have to win the who says we're winning the championship this year? Who says this is the end goal? It's, it's a process. Who says
0: we're winning the championship this year? It's a process. Mike, you just told me a couple weeks ago this team is the only team that could beat Golden State, and they are beating Golden State. No, no,
1: no, no, don't put that word in my mouth. Did I say they were beating Golden State?
0: I mean, you definitely said they're coming out the East. I did say that. Yeah, does it still look but like th- that? Is coming does out, it still look like that?
1: As of right now, no. But is, is coming out the East, is that the, is that the final goal? Is that our goal? Of course not. Okay. So it's a long process. OK, well, it's, it's time to start looking at process. the Celtics as
0: the, the new process, the new trust, the process, we, we've been, we, I, I, the we, new trust, we've the process, been the real
1: process all along. See, Philly was never the process. That was an embarrassment of a process. <laughs> we've always been the real. process. OK, OK. But moving on. Um, speaking of the Celtics, they were a main competitor for the Anthony Davis Sweet Stapes. And you can now probably say that word. The first. cap
0: Anthony Davis Sweet Stapes.
1: Because uh, you're right. It's probably over now. Yeah, we're probably in first place to get them. You were very vocal last week about how this time this I was? I don't think I was. That we would be here and Anthony Davis would be a Laker.
0: Uh, Speak. See, the one thing I don't like having a mic in my face is that it's always recorded. Oh, yeah. And you always got to go back to what you said. Look, Uh, at the end of the day. Shame. We all. Yeah, big shame. (laughs) Big shame. We all know Anthony Davis is not a Laker, but he should have been. Shame. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) Look, look, look. New Orleans, Mike didn't come. Magic uh, admitted this too. They didn't come into these negotiations with good faith. Hmm, they, I wonder why. They clearly did this to sabotage the Lakers' season. You, to don't, sab- need a, you don't need to sabotage. To no. sabotage Rich Paul. To, to sabotage Rich Paul and LeBron, and they don't like how much power and mobility LeBron and Rich Paul have with these players. So. In my opinion now, New Nor- Orleans, I'm a huge karma guy. So, mind you, in Nor- uh, uh, in the summer, New Orleans is going to get robbed from whoever gets them. Robbed. If they legitimately think that Tatum is going to be on the table in the summer, he they're might. idiots. They're idiots. Really Danny, Knowing Danny Ainge, Mike, he's going to pick up the phone and say Daniel Tyson, a first-round pick.
1: And then they'll say no. And then here's the thing. If the Celtics really, if the Celtics really, really want Anthony Davis, they're gonna to have to put Tatum on the table. So that's what it comes down to. It's but, really that simple. Or else he's going. to my, Lakers. My season. thing
0: is, it's like it's hurting my brain even think about it. Why do you want a player that doesn't want to play for you? Because Anthony when, Davis doesn't want to be in Boston, Mike. Yeah, Why do you yeah, want him? Yeah, yeah, he wants yeah. to be with us. He wants to be in purple and yeah. gold and, and, and play th- for the Lakers. That's right
1: now. But what co- what happens not this upcoming summer, but the following summer when the Celtics, after we get Anthony Davis, we win a championship. He's a free agent, and he's looking at the Lakers playing with a 35 year old LeBron, turning 36, and Luke Walton. Does that look appetizing to you? I
0: mean that's the does best that case. Does that look appetizing to that's you? That's the best case for you. That- okay,
1: but even worst case scenario, does it Worst case scenario, Irving's
0: gone. You don't trade for AD.
1: Even worst case scenario, if we're not going best case, is a 35-year-old LeBron turning 36 appetizing with Luke Walton as head coach. Is that appetizing? It is not
0: appetizing. Okay. But speaking of appetizing, let's let's go on the Lakers side real quick. That win against Boston right after the trade deadline where they didn't get AD looked like it was a season-saving win. I thought it was a huge win, but look. Of course you did. Look.
1: You're a prisoner of the moment. Look, uh, listen. You've seen the, over the For all, all my Lakers
0: fans out there, for all my LeBron fans out there, listen to me. I know we didn't get AD. I know, and it's tough. My heart hurts, too. But look, this
1: is disgusting.
0: Kuzma, Kuzma, we still have Kuzma. He's our second best asset on the team, and he's only going to get better. Ingram's Ingram will pick you. it up, and once we get Lonzo
1: Carmelo back, with
0: Once we get Lonzo back, Lonzo? from his injury. Lonzo was playing great basketball Who? before he got hurt. Stop it! Like I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to touch that. Once Mister, we get,
1: Mister, I don't want to go to to uh, New Orleans. Trade me to Phoenix. Well, I don't care yeah, where he wants to go. That.
0: He's in L. A. now. Well, oh, we...
1: so you don't care where Lonzo wants to go, but you care where 80 wants to go. Same <laughs> things happen. I don't want to go to LA. I mean, to New Orleans. But we all And know who actually La... has more power? <laughs> Levar? <laughs> LeVar? LeVar speaks everything into it's existence. existence. No, he really everything. Does. He so really if LeVar does. says we're not going to New Orleans, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that.
0: <laughs> well, listen, listen, listen to all my LA guys. Kuzma still looks really good. He does. Ingram's gonna be there.
1: Second coming of Carmelo Anthony.
0: <sighs> okay. Lonzo, we're missing Lonzo right now. What? We're missing his defense tremendously. Look, we still have a young, talented team. Muscala and Reggie Bullock oh is are great three-point shooters for LeBron and don't worry about it. This is January and February. We know these aren't LeBron months. Once the season winds down and we start gelling together, and we understand this There's is the team, like this is plus. the team we have going into the playoffs, we will get better. Do not worry. We still have the assets to make big trades in the summer, and we still have what do we have? Number twenty-three, GOAT James, and I'll take that man in a seven-game series in the Western Conference. Besides anyone, Golden State. We know this. If you make the playoffs, we know this. And
1: you might have to face Golden State first round. Yeah, that won't happen. I mean if you get the 8th seed. We you know, won't get the 8th, Mike, legit, like I'm not even thinking about the 8th seed right now. We,
0: we legit, we're only like 4 or 5 games out of the 5th seed. Like That's the how the, the west is works. wide open. Okay, Conference so works. you just proved my point. The west is wide open.
1: Okay. Moving on. Speaking of Anthony Davis, trade deadline talk. Let's get into all these trades. The east, whew, The east did some things. The east
0: did some things. They the made east some moves. did
1: some things. The Milwaukee Bucks Got Nikola Miritich, mm-hmm. gave away Thon Maker, some picks, and a three-team trade with the Pistons and the Pelicans. The Raptors got Mark Gasol giving away C.J. Miles, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and a 2024 second-round pick. And the Sixers, who are probably the most active of them all, got James Ennis, Jonathan Simmons, mm. Tobias Harris, mm. Boba Marjanovic, and Mike Scott giving up Markel Fultz. Falk- thank you. Lance Ree Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, multiple draft assets, la da 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 da. T. Mm. who which team improved the most?
0: I like what Milwaukee did with uh Nikola Mirotic adding that another shooter to spread out and help Giannis. So hopefully that uh paint is a clog for him. But, but, but I think we can all Beto. agree. Pedal, I think we can all agree Philly won the NBA trade deadline by adding Tobias Harris now. Number one, forget this season. If Jimmy Butler and this project doesn't work out, they still have some insurance if Jimmy leaves. And there's still going to be a a good contention team in the East.
1: They just gave up a whole bunch if he leaves to just get nothing in return.
0: Mike, if he leaves the summer, they still have the core of Simmons and Bede and, yeah, but you and Tobias a, Harris. But
1: you gave away, but you gave away players. Who did that? Who did they give up that? Robert Covington, Dario Sowers. Those are those are some good role players you can have on a um, championship team. Yeah, Defense and three point shooting. I'm,
0: I'm giving those up any day for a chance to have Butler. A chance. All you can for ask for is a not chance. Not for a
1: one year rental. I would not give up assets for a one year renter in Jimmy Butler. I am not high in Jimmy Butler at this stage in his career. Thirty year old with me. I, problems I, I, who's I not a great 3 point shooter who's probably the second or third best player on championship team for a rental
0: Okay, I can understand those. Calls. I wouldn't. Toronto got really better with Gasol. I really like that pickup. Because, but you're
1: picking Sixers as the most improved.
0: Of course, yeah. In my opinion, um, Toronto got really good with Gasol. I feel like Gasol gives them another playmaker, someone to be uh, down low in the post. Because I'm now, it gives me another player that I can count on in the postseason. Because I'm always told you about Toronto. I'm a little skeptical on Lowry in that postseason, Mike. I really, but now are we Gasol. Just skip
1: over Kawhi Leonard.
0: Gasol. No, I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Kawhi Leonard would be there. I'm just saying, I'm skeptical of Kyle, of Kyle Lowry. All right. Gasol is going to be there for them in the postseason. He allows them another. I mean, they like to play defense and get up a gun. Then now he gives them a low post presence that they've really never had. I mean, Jonas Val- Jonas Valanciunas isn't that, but but I mean, he's kinda like, I don't know. Philly, Philly definitely got better. Another three point shooter for Ben Simmons. Boston stayed the same, which I mean. I don't know if you're that disappointed about that. Why would
1: I be disappointed? That's we don't care about any of these guys.
0: You don't care about nothing. So we, what? Who are we going after? What Philly did, with Tobias Harris didn't who, didn't really. Who are mm, we going after? It was nothing.
1: Who are we going after?
0: I, I mean, you can't just say who are we going after. There's players out there to make trades. Who are Mike. we going after? Kona State. No. Who what are you? Player?
1: Going, are we going after?
0: Oh, Anthony Davis. Yeah.
1: And why should in the world should we give up any of our assets? Assets. Oh, so it's to Anthony
0: Davis Harris. or nothing right now?
1: I guess so. <laughs> why would I treat so. asses for Tobias Harris when I have Jason Tatum? Okay.
0: I hear that. I hear that, Mike. Like, but all it's looking right now is that Philly's gotten really, really good. They look like they've – I mean, the two games they played with Tobias at, uh, when they played at home with Denver yeah, and the Lakers, look they, look, good. They, look, they look really, really good, Mike. So yep. I, don't, I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's – I don't know. Again, I don't really – Hiring th- your blood pressure a little bit, but Not they look really good.
1: This year isn't the end game. This isn't the end game. Okay, um, but let's
0: let's just stay on this year. Let's just stay on this year for a second. I
1: don't think we're winning the finals anyway, so do you st- I don't care. Do you still
0: think the East is in question?
1: Yes. Okay. Um I agree with you. Sixers definitely got uh, our most improved team at, in, in, at the deadline. Um, like I said, I like what the Raptors did. Gasol is a clear upgrade over Valanciunas. I respect Valanciunas, though. I think he's a good defender. You can throw it down low in the post room. He's given Embiid some problems in the past. Um, he'll compete, but he still will compete better with guys like Embiid, like Horford, like Burke Lopez. Those are really good matchups. Um, They're better matchups for Valanciunas. I still give Embiid and over the edge. I don't believe in Burke Lopez, Splash Mountain. I don't know that's an embarrassment. Um, I've never been sold on Milwaukee, so I don't care about the Meritich's signing. He can shoot, but he can be streaky at times. Um, And I don't think he puts them over the hump. I don't think one singular stretch forward is going to put them over the hump. Agreed. Um, Sixers, they won this. First of all, they won addition by subtraction. Getting rid of Markel Fultz. Be gone. To basketball purgatory. Alex, Come on, Mike. Show some
0: sympathy. Pray for that. No. Pray no. Pray for that, man. No, I'm Pray sorry. For that, huh? I
1: had to hear it all summer from people like Mr. Alex Bradshaw. I hope you're listening. Most improved player of the year.
0: Oh, man. How bad does that look right now? Jesus.
1: <laughs> Bobon, a legitimate backup for bead. I like that. Yeah. Simmons and Ennis slashing wings. They could use more of that. They added shooting Ennis, Scott, Harris, all shoot really well from three this year they have one of the best starting fives in the league now from a talent perspective but my biggest concern now is going to be chemistry Simmons he needs the ball in his hands he doesn't really have much value off ball um, and bead needs the ball in his hands yes he can shoot but he hasn't been shooting shooting it well from three Butler again needs the ball in his hands not a great shooter and they're having chemistry issues figuring out when to get to him the ball. And Tobias, he's a great pickup. He doesn't have an ego, doesn't come with him, mm-hmm. um, doesn't quite need the ball in his hands, can spread the floor as a three-point shooter, but is that his best usage as just a guy who spreads the floor? So I look at the Sixers now post-trade deadline. They were already a team struggling with chemistry, and they just added more pieces to an already complicated puzzle. Um, so with that being said, I'm not sure at this point in time, I'm not ready to pick the Sixers to come out the East. Me neither. I'm not. I'm not gonna waver from my pick of the Celtics coming out of the East. Uh I understand why people would. I understand. But I'm just gonna I understood. I understand. I understand. I would, but I just, I'm sticking with my guns. I look at the <laughs> I I look at the Hey man. I I feel like I deserve a little bit of credit for staying consistent. A little bit? No, of course. There's a little bit. I'll give you that. I, I look at the Raptors. Marcus is the upgrade over uh but when you give up um some bench guys like a uh, uh, Delon Wright and CJ Miles those were some viable contributors so that hurts their death. CJ Miles yeah and Horford is a can match up very well with Marcus L. they've gone it over the years, so i'm fine with that matchup i look at Milwaukee like i said not no, sold Milwaukee, no. on Milwaukee
0: we we both agree on that
1: we're not sold on Milwaukee they're a three point shooting team that doesn't have enough shooters. real shooters yeah. i'm not in zero Brooke Lopez shooting seven threes per game. Yeah, good luck with that in the playoffs. playoffs. Good luck. Um, And the Sixers. I understand. I need to see that chemistry become consistent. I need to see them. I can understand that. So I'm sticking with my Celtics because, if anything, what you've seen from the Celtics is, yeah, we're going to embarrass ourselves from time to time. Yeah, we're going to blow a 28 lead over the Clippers when they're just coming off a trade where they literally only have like eight or nine guys on their roster. And
0: they're obviously going in the opposite direction.
1: Yep. But... You one thing you can't count on when the big time teams line up against us, we bring our A game all the time, and you can count on that. <laughs> so that's how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> Cameraman agreeing, <laughs>
1: <laughs> to Cameron, Nathaniel Cameraman is agreeing, but say less when we get back. A special interview coming up with our guy Elijah Wilkerson. Uh-huh. Broncos starting right guard. Stay tuned for that. Say less. <laughs> And welcome back Say less, you know say the Say less, you know the vibes We're back, like we promised We got Eli, Eli Wilkerson My boy from the Broncos from the You mass minute man Eli, what's you? good bro? What's up man, what's up, how you doing? I'm, I'm on, great, Eli? say less doing? Welcome back to the show Long time supporter it, it's, it's great to have you back on the show man We, we missed you
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that y'all missed me, man I'm just glad to be back I'm glad to be back on the show
1: Oh yeah, second season in the books Starting uh-huh. right guard for the Denver Broncos, wow. Eli Talk to me, talk to wow. me, talk to me That transition, bro, from that first year to the second year What was it like? What are some things you learned from that first year That helped you that second year? Tell me it, it, Big transition for you this year
2: Uh, Definitely a big transition, man I think, um mostly just being humble you know my my rookie year uh i got cut and was on practice squad and and uh you know just kind of waiting my turn just kind of putting my work in and waiting until i got my opportunity and uh it didn't happen the first year mm-hmm. but you know came back the second year fighting just again just as much just as hard as i did the first year and earned my spot on the roster and then uh still i mean i was inactive but i wasn't dressing mm-hmm. and finally uh Began to dress, and then we had a few injuries. Um, you know, nobody likes to hear that, but it happens It's a part of the game.
1: Opportunity calls. and opportunity uh, calls. yeah.
2: Exactly, and, and the opportunity had caught, and I, I stepped in, and uh, I think I did a good job, you know,
1: nah, of from course. what I was
2: hearing. But just trying to do as, as well as I can out there, you know, to mm-hmm. help the team win.
1: Yeah, I, I, I bet you're happy you didn't have to carry guys' pads anymore, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: those rookie duties for real, Eli, yeah. those rookie duties <laughs> for real.
0: <laughs> Or it's just, Those or it's, rookie
2: duties are for real, man. Like it's not every day, but like some days, you know, they just be like, "Hey, rookie, like, get the pads." Right? Like, and I was like, me, There, was, there, <laughs> there was like me, you know. Those just throw like we'll break it down. There's an offensive line, and then everybody would take off their helmet pads, and it was only me and one other rookie, so oh, it was geez. pretty tough. I like, oh, had yeah. to carry, you know, stack the shoulder pads on top of me, or put the helmet inside of him and carry them all in one hand. It was crazy, like. Damn. It was it was definitely crazy and they're definitely real. So
1: yeah. you be yelling at the rookies now, like get my pads now.
2: Nah, no. Nah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. I never, I remember. I remember being in that position. So I never want to put another rookie in that position. That's you fair know, enough. that's, that's fair, real. That's
1: he fair he ain't switch up. That's fair He ain't enough. switch up.
0: Eli, we know the NFL is about um, transitions. You know, you get different coaches all the time, different coordinators, different quarterbacks. So what is it like playing for Case Keenan compared to let's say like Brock Osweiler, Trevor or Paxton Lynch? How has that been?
2: Um, it's definitely different, you know, I mean, from Paxton Lynch or, uh, Brock, you know, those are big, taller guys. So, you know, they're, they're dropping back pretty deep. They have big, long strides. So <laughs> it's different. Like the depth, the depth in the pocket is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and when case is there, he's a little bit shorter. So his, his, his drops are a little bit less, less deep. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be a little more firm. So you give him some more time back there. So it's yeah. definitely different in different ways of, uh, you know, protecting him and uh, getting used to protecting him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think the first year was a little rocky. But, um, you know, we'll be back next year fighting even harder. So, yeah. man, we ain't going nowhere. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hear that. What,
1: what, is, what is that I consistency that. at that position done for you guys? Because you guys had a nice little streak there during the middle of the season, beating yeah. some teams like the Steelers, <laughs> like the Chargers. I, I saw y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. were doing some things out there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to say anything, but, you know, I stepped in and started that winning streak. Right? Hey, talk like, your
3: hey, like, hey, talk. Hey, talk so your It the winning talk talk. started. Talk I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> nah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, for real, for real, it, it definitely is, Uh, it, we had a different vibe, you know, a whole different vibe going on, like new linemen we're in, and everybody was in a different place, and Nobody was being selfish, you know. Everybody was really just, you know, embracing it and, you know, really just wanted to win. Everybody just wanted to win. We just wanted to do the best That's that we facts. could yeah. and, and, and win. You know what I'm saying? That's so all that It didn't matter if you were playing guard or tackle or center. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was just trying to block and keep case free and yeah.
3: just
1: trying to win. So, so it
2: definitely was a different vibe and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: everything was different. But it, it's definitely better now.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that. But speaking of that, tackle guard you were drafted as a tackle you played tackle in college but this year you got switched over to right guard talk to me about that transition what was that like some things you might you 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 did you might want to improve on going forward just talk to me about that that transition right there
2: um yeah that transition is (laughs) It's two different worlds, you know. what I'm saying you're mm-hmm. going from blocking 240 forty, two hundred forty pound, two hundred fifty pound guys to blocking guys, yeah, uh, three hundred thirty pounds, yeah, three hundred pound guys. You know that are, that are coming fast, and they're right there. You know, guard. The interaction is right there in front of your face. Tackle. You know, it's there, but you have like you know a few steps until you meet at the junction point. But at guard is right immediately. So that, I think that was the biggest uh, change for me. You know, it was just way faster and. I had to learn and train my hands better and
3: mm-hmm.
2: and everything. Hands that be you know, just to make myself be in position yeah. and, you know, make sure that I was able to secure the block. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. But it's definitely a really it's two different worlds that guard and tackle for sure.
1: Absolutely. Different footwork, different mechanics, everything, everything. like you said. Eli I wanna get yeah. your
0: opinion on something. So let's get into some NFL news. We all know what happened to Le'Veon this year. I mean, the the issues of him with contract negotiations, and he didn't play out um, the whole season. So let's Mm -hmm. say, let's just say for instance, Mike. I I know you and Mike are good pals. Let's say Mike is Le'Veon Bell. And he decides that he's not playing for the rest of the season. Due I would to, never do
1: such. A thing. <laughs> dude, I dude, would never do such. Due a
0: thing. to contract negotiations, how would you personally feel? Would you have an issue with Mike? Because I know some Steelers. We saw the videos of them posting, taking the shoes, saying they have a huge issue, and then some of them saying like they don't have an issue. Um, Le'Veon should be chasing his money, chasing the bag. You know what I'm saying? So would you? Would you confront Mike? Would you like? H- h- how would you roll with that situation?
1: He might whip my ass for um, something like that. <laughs>
2: Um, from so I mean it's kinda of different, you know, from a team point from a teammate standpoint, um, it's kinda of like if Mike was my teammate, I'd be like, Yo, Mike, like what's up? But at the same time, like, you know, me being an undrafted dude, I'm like, take the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> that's that's, true. that's, that's a and good you know point. what I mean? Like It, de- me, like,
0: it, it depends dude, where you me, come me from, then huh? You know,
2: exactly, it's like take the money. But at the same time, you know, Le'Veon Bell knows what kind of Kind of back he is. He's like, I'm a dynamic bat. I need to be paid. Yes. Like, I'm out here risking. Like, bro, we all out here risking our life for this check. Yeah, boy. I hear that. It I needs to that. be big. It needs to be big enough. If he's such to an asset to family. the team, yeah. and yeah, he, he's such an asset to the team, and you know, he does so much for the Steelers and whatever. So, I would think that you know, I would go chase my bag too. If you met that much to them, and they really wanted you that bad, they pay you the money. But yeah. I, I mean, the offer that they proposed. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> no <laughs> lies have been told. I'm not going to lie. The well, uh, so offer wasn't too bad. But you know what? From a teammate standpoint, I just, I'd just i say also, you know, chase your bag. But at the same time, we need you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that they need them. But, you know, James Conner stepped in and did, did an amazing no, job. Did a hell of a job. did. job. I thought that he did, Yeah, I, I thought that he did perfectly fine. Made the Pro Bowl, all that, you know, so – he did an amazing job, but at the same time, what would they have been with Le'Veon and him, you know? Yeah. Like, you never know.
1: I hear
0: that. So um,
2: it is what it is. I, it, it could go both ways. You know, Take the <laughs> bag or, or,
1: or be a good teammate, you know? They still would have lost to the Patriots, but whatever. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> You know Mike got to add that in. <laughs> So oh I no- yeah, I know that. I know that. So I noticed too how you said you were undrafted. Um, from the, I, I of course UMass Amherst, UMass Finest right here. Um, Finest right here. Finest. So I did my little homework on you, and then I noticed that um, you did you helped with the Denver rescue mission. You delivered over those three thousand turkeys for Thanksgiving. You remember? You remember that? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So how
0: does that? So how does that feel? Being like, I mean, you're still fairly a young man. How, so how does that feel? undrafted you come out of school and then you're already in position basically to help out and give to those in need so how does how how does that situation feel
2: oh man it feels amazing like definitely um you know with uh helping out with thanksgiving and stuff i wasn't able to spend it with my family and you know that kind of hurts me a little bit i haven't been able to since i don't even know you man 2013 so Jeez. It's been a long time, you know. It's just, it, it feels good to just, uh, you know, be able to give back and give give people who, you know, can't afford things or can't afford a Thanksgiving dinner to have a good dinner and to enjoy with their family. You know,
3: right. and I remember
2: being in that position when I was younger. Like everything really wasn't all, always peachy how it is now, man. Like mm-hmm. yeah. money isn't money. Money wasn't always as it, good as it is now. And I remember them them Thanksgivings that we went and ate my grandma's because we didn't have food in our house. So it, it's just, it, it, is it is what it is, right? You know what I'm saying? So that that's how it is and I just I'm thankful that I'm I'm in, that I'm in the position to be able to give back and to be able to do do what I can to help other families.
0: Hear that?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> hear that. Speaking of so you spent that Thanksgiving in Denver. Denver's a pretty cool sports town, known for their illegal marijuana, not that you would ever 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 partake in that type of activity. Um, but no, 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 Never, never. We're above influence. But What's the coolest part about living in Denver that for you that people don't really know about Denver?
2: Um, As a human, not a football player, as a human being. Um, I think as like a regular citizen, I think I think the marijuana thing's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) That might be that might be the cool that might be the coolest thing because it's so crazy. I was talking about it the other day to somebody that uh, you know marijuana is, is. Legal here, but you can go somewhere else and a drop of marijuana, just a little piece of whatever, and you can go to jail for years. Yeah. You know i New Hampshire would fit free oh, the guys. Free the
0: guys, yeah. Yeah, so
2: that's what. So I'm just like, man, it's just so crazy how. I think that's an amazing advantage, especially for, you know, regular citizens here of Colorado, you know, that they're able to do that and it's not legal. You know, other states are like, you know, they getting hammered for it and going to jail for it and all that, but we're legal and, you know, do it. And it helps in certain ways, especially, I mean, not in my case for an athlete, but I mean CBD wise and, you know, all that stuff helps take care of your body and, you know, helps you feel better. It's good for you, you know, so it's definitely on the up and up and, and coming around. But other than that, um, I just think like the views, man, the views, the oh, restaurants. Yeah. Uh, you be going snowboarding just, just out able there? To, I mean, I'm. Nah, I'm, it's in the contract. You know, we oh, can't yeah. ski and snowboard? Yeah, but I would love to. I've never been skiing or snowboarding. Like, I would love to, but like, everybody says it's amazing. The snow has been great this year.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Aspen, Vale, all those places, they're like, oh, it's been so good. But like I can never partake in it, so maybe I'm, I'm gonna go up and, and get a get a trash can lid and lay it down or something. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, um, so, I
2: mean, there's so there's so much to do. Everybody is is very chill and, yeah. and relaxed and very nice, and they're, they're not ignorant people. And yeah. it's just uh, the weather is great. It's about 50 degrees today. I mean, it was two degrees last week. Damn. So you you never know, man. It's, yeah. it's different weather and it's sunny and and looks good great views you can see the mountains from almost
1: everywhere i
2: mean it's awesome man there's a lot a lot to be grateful for around here (laughs)
1: views yeah no i'm (laughs) I'm taking a trip out there one day best believe Um, but speaking of denver i want to talk about a a denver native mr philip Lindsay, born and raised in denver went to university of colorado signed as an undrafted Mm -hmm. free agent to denver and then was the first undrafted mm-hmm. offensive rookie in NFL history to be voted to a pro bowl. Talk about his success, what he's like as an, as a teammate and what it's been like to play with someone like him. Cause he's an undrafted free agent, just like you.
2: Yeah. Um, it's definitely, you know, he definitely had a few questions for me, especially being undrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I answered them, you know, uh, with, with flying colors, you know, just to help somebody out that's in that position. Um, but, you know, he didn't really always have it have it as it is. He wasn't the starter and mm-hmm. wasn't the Pro Bowl back that everybody sees now. But, you know, he made his way. He worked hard every single day. Uh, I remember when, you know, people had went down, Royce Freeman had got hurt, and a, a couple other people were hurt. And he just stepped in. They were like, yeah, we need you to play. He stepped in, man. He ran so hard that day. It was like mm-hmm. he's 175, 80 pounds, and he's running dudes over, man. Like yeah. he's just running fast as ever. And mm-hmm. just furious as ever, man. I, that's a dude that I love to play with. And, Absolutely. And we'll would go, go, would go, would go to battle with any day, man. He's Absolutely. a hell of a I player,
0: hit man. I, hit
1: I hear that. Those are guys you want on your side. And guys like you, too, obviously. But uh, speaking of, <laughs> of other course, guys, Vaughn Miller, th- he, this guy, he's a character. <laughs> uh, you've sent me some snapshots of some of his pregame music, the, the whips he be pulling up in. <laughs> What's it like being teammates with a character like that? Like, have you met his chickens yet? His chicken farm? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I haven't been to the chicken farm yet. But, I mean, we have hung out a little bit before. But, I mean, he's he's a cool dude, man. You know, you would never think that he's a you know, six time Pro Bowler or whatever, you know. Yeah, you would never yeah. even suspect that, you know. He's just your teammate. You know, he's Absolutely. not Von Miller, you know, sack leader or whatever. He's he's just your teammate, Von, You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not That's awesome. anybody special, you know, and he and he makes it he makes it a point to kinda of single that out and tell people that. Like he I remember he came up in front of a team meeting once and was just like, Hey guys, you know, the chemistry on the team was kinda of lacking and nobody was you know, everybody's like kinda of being on their own and mm. trying to trying to be in their own world. But he was just like guys like you know, we do team dinners and stuff like that for a reason. Like, you guys can come hang out. Like, just mm. just sounds be like around the guys. Different. Just, you know, hang <laughs> so, out. Hang, sounds hang like out some leadership. It. And yeah, man, yeah, definitely a leader. He was like, my house is always open to you guys, and uh, you guys can come over whenever. Like, just he's always there. Or if he's not there, then he'll be back in a few days. But he's <laughs> usually <laughs> always here in Denver. But, uh. But uh yeah, he was like, Man, my house is open to you guys. He, he he definitely opened welcomed everybody with open arms. Undrafted, drafted, it didn't matter, you know. You're on this team, you're a part of his team, so like, you know, he was definitely uh welcoming everybody with open arms. So he's a cool dude,
1: man. Yeah, we gotta love that. Gotta love guys and team like that, leaders like that. Um but speaking of that locker room, who who are like the tough guys? In that locker room, that like no one wants to mess with. <laughs> so, a guy you would never, if he says something, it's all right. He said it, do it immediately.
0: Definitely Elway. Gotta be. No, Elway. no, the players, players, all players. From the
1: players. From the players.
2: Players. Okay. Uh, definitely like Vaughn or Chris Harris. Oh,
1: yeah. Chris um, Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris Harris is
2: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like who else, like, or, or Case, like, if he said that, like, you know, if he told a rookie to go do something, they are gonna do that shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, they're gonna go do it. Um, I'm trying to think of a few other guys. Uh, Emmanuel, D, when DT was here, DT, yeah, Demarius, Demarius Thomas, Thomas like yeah. Yeah. when Andrew he Sanders, was here, like yeah. you know, he had a pretty, a pretty, vo- pretty vocal voice in the locker room. You know, um, uh, even it? the running backs. Yeah. Like,
1: what was it like when Demarius Thomas these, left? Voice? What was it like from the locker room standpoint when Demarius Thomas got traded?
2: Um, weird, man, weird. Yeah. I mean, I had known him since since I got on the team. It was so funny because when I was a rookie, I'd joke around. and I'd be like, "Man, like I used to play with you on Madden, like when I was younger." <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like that's how that many old? years he's been in the league. would be like, "Oh no, he's yeah, good. man, he's been in the league in nine years, in league nine years, man." Yeah, so I, I would joke around with him, be like, "Yeah, I used to play with you on Madden and play around with him." But uh, he's a cool dude, man. Um, it was definitely weird, you know. Everybody showed love, like when he had left and it was crazy because he had got traded to the Texans and we played the Texans that week. Like yeah. it was crazy. Oh, so like when he, so when he had came to like, you know, when they had came to game game time, uh, they had, you know, did a big thing for him and put together like a thank you video and stuff at yeah. mile high stadium, which is yeah, nice, yeah. which was very nice of them. Like, very nice of them to have like a send off. And, uh, sent him off in a high manner, but I did think they still kinda did him dirty, bro. Like this yeah, I don't key. think he wanted to be anywhere else key, besides, besides yeah. here, you know what I'm saying? Like it's this a is business, where he though. to play at and where he wanted where, hey, it's a business and uh, it is what it is. That's kinda yeah. the point that we get down to but I it was sad to see him go. But uh like you said it's a business. So yeah. Yeah. you know it was definitely a weird vibe. Everybody showed love in the locker room, like all the receivers like wore, like bought his jersey and wore it to That's the dope. game like Damn. while they were respect. like, That's like for their for their for their for their game fit, like, they wore his jersey, like, to the game. Like, so I was like, yeah, that's definitely respect, man. Like, he's, he's, one, of, he's one of the greatest in my eyes, man. That's like, facts. he's a workhorse out there for that's real. That's facts.
1: Speaking of game fits, Fle- Flea Guy, I know you like to step out with the drip before Ooh. games i see I you know what they say drip too hard don't, don't stand too close too you gonna, close, gonna fuck run a child this way <laughs> <laughs> talk to me bro i got my notebook out give us some some drip tips i'll be seeing you step out before games you be dripping talk talk to us what you like what what goes into that decision
2: man it, it's just how you feeling i ah, mean oh. it, it doesn't you wake up from wake up Wake up from the hotel and you know, you come home and I come home and eat breakfast and do whatever and just like go in the closet, you'd be like, Man, what what we dripping in today? Right? <laughs> 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 You're like, what, we drip, what we dripping in today? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it, it is what it is.
3: So you just it pick what out whatever, honestly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go in and pick out whatever, you know, it, it depended on the weather too. You know, I don't wanna I, I don't you. wanna bring out some fresh days. Or, or something and it's raining so you. you know it, it depends you. on the weather
3: on
0: everything. so i got the drip <laughs> tips eli i need i need help with something else so we know it's on winter season you know with you know with uh bulking season for for all of us so i need to know what do they have y'all eating what do they have y'all working out like what's the plan like how do they get get y'all so damn big like i need help with that you know i'm trying to bulk up myself you feel me
2: I mean, it kind of just comes from yourself, you know. I mean, we've been we've been doing this since college, you know, eating and lifting and doing all that good yeah. stuff. So, it kind of just comes from yourself. Like everybody is on break, like once we end the season, so we, nobody has to be back until the end of March or beginning of April. So, really, everybody is on their own. I mean, everybody has but, their own trainers and their own, own own place they go to train and and the, whatever it may be. But I mean, I mean, if you're here in Denver, like you know, you're able to work out at the facility and. You could they have meals there for you and stuff like that. I mean, it's basic stuff, chicken, fish, um, right. you know, potatoes, you know, regular starch and stuff. You can make shakes. You can do whatever you need to do to keep your body weight up, like as long as it's uh, NSF certified, which is like for, like, banned substances and stuff. Right. So, and do as they long have... as it's certified by the least stuff, it don't matter. You can take protein or, and all that good stuff. I mean, I'm on a little protein right now just – to, to maintain weight, to keep my weight where it is. Right. Um, so I don't think down and, and come back light, but
0: Exactly. Yeah,
2: it's, definitely, it's definitely been a blessing to be around here and be able to have meals and, and all that good stuff.
0: That's what I'm saying. Weight is such an important part of your position. So do they have each lineman specifically on a diet plan or is it just every every lineman's on their own and they have to take care of their own body?
2: I mean everybody you know you got to be a pro you know and you got to take care of yourself like like they're not going to hold your hand or, and bring you through it like they did all the other all the other steps through so I mean you kind of got to be a pro like I said and take care of yourself um, I mean you got to watch your like you're on like I said you're on your own like you you know for dinner you know you know you're not supposed to be eating fried chicken and, and whatever but you know if you eat that it's on you you yeah, know what I mean like, you right. got to under, understand you got to understand what your profession is and what you need to do to be able to keep your body in that shape to do that profession. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely been kind of one of my big challenges, especially mm-hmm. like being home and being in Pennsylvania. Like you know, there's not a meal every night or or whatever it is, or I gotta cook or go get something, like because I'm not at my house in Denver. Right. I don't have stuff in the fridge or whatever. So it's definitely been a challenge, like for me, like when I'm when I'm away, is like you know eating out. Or when I'm when I am eating out eating the eating the bad stuff while I'm out, you know, they right. do have healthy healthy options but it's not always the easiest to choose that, you know. Right, right. So exactly. it's definitely a, it's definitely a big challenge of mine. I mean It's gotten easier over the years, but maintaining weight and, you know, kind of trying to keep your body lean and and not eat all this junk food while you're Mm -hmm. chilling around and hanging out in the offseason, is hard, man. It's definitely hard.
1: Absolutely. Heard you. Heard you. To be great, you got to eat great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) You've gone up against guys like Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, J.J. Watt, Mm. and on and on and on. What was the toughest matchup you've had personally so far? That match matchup that had you like, "Hey, yo, trainer, I'm gonna need that ice bath right after this, immediately." <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I just I think uh, one of the biggest like that Melvin Ingram is a hell of a player, man. Like mm-hmm. I think that game where we had Chargers and that kind of sparked our three game winning streak yeah. that we had had. And that, that was the first game first Joey Wilson came to, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my first start and. It was just every all the emotions were high and it was just amazing, man. Like we had wound up winning in the last seconds, yeah. But that was a tough. That was a tough, hard nosed game, man. Yeah, like When I tell you, like I, when I tell you, when I woke up the next morning after that game, like I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I was like, I need, I need ice. I need. I need it all. all I need everything. <laughs> yeah, I need it all, man. Like that. That was a tough. Defense, man, that we had played against of oh, the, yeah. the Chargers and the Texas and the Texas as well. Texas yep. were nice, man. Like they're nice all the way down from uh, M- merciless and JJ yep. Watt and Clowney. Clowney. Yeah, they, they had a yeah, man. They had a good team, man. And so did the Steelers. Like that was Steelers. a tough game too. Like their front,
1: their front is fast, fast. That's a front fast. Man, That's a J. fast TJ Watt,
2: J. Watt and, and and Dupree and yep. Hayward and Hargrave. Man, they had a hell of a line, man. They were really good. And you held uh, your those, own. Those the, yeah, those, thank you. <laughs> and those were some of the. Uh, <laughs> and those were some of the games like where I really like was hurting the most after, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, man, like, that was, like I went to battle that game like, oh, for yeah. sure. Like you felt it after that.
1: Absolutely. Have you have you had a starstruck moment? Like, holy shit, you're, blah blah blah. I can't believe I'm lining up against you or I'm sharing the field with you right now.
2: Yeah, so my first time that I got in the game, uh, our center had gotten injured, and uh, they were like, Eli, you in at guard? I was like, oh. Oh. I ran in, and, like, it was just like – the biggest, yeah, kind of Starstruck moment. It's like, oh my fucking god, like jj is across <laughs> me. Like, oh my god, it's like, it's like, one, oh my god, this nigga's biggest shit. Two, oh my god, this nigga got a big ass elbow brace on. Like, god damn, like, <laughs> that shit was huge, like, in real life. so like, it was just like, it was insane, man. It was just like the biggest, like, I don't know. One of the biggest starstruck moments is being on yeah. that field, just getting my name called and being out there playing like for a full half. Like I, yeah. know, it, was, it was about to be halftime. I had a whole half half to go. I'm like, yo, I'm about to have to come out here and play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But once I got once I got back out there playing, it just it felt like you know back in the UMass days playing Damn again. Like it just felt States. it felt like it, it felt like football. It felt like football again back on the field and scoring touchdowns and celebrating and all that good stuff. So it, it was amazing, but definitely that was one of my star shark moments, man. I was like, "Damn!" Like, and, and then he got clowny, talking shit. Like, <laughs> as soon as the play over, he don't stop talking. Like, it's just, jeez, man. He reminded. I, I was laughing because he reminded me of uh, Shaki Holiness back at UMass. Yeah, I remember. And I'm like, man, this dude. Don't, I was like, I was like, man, this dude don't shut up. <laughs> don't play me. I was like. I was like, just play, man, shut up, like he's talking that it they was it was losing, and it didn't even like didn't even matter, like facts it was losing he was still talking it'd be like that So sometimes. I was like, man that yeah. was yeah that was one that was one of my moments that I was like, man, like, this is incredible, man,
1: yeah, uh, you mentioned celebration getting out there scoring touchdowns, celebrating there's this one celebration I saw all y'all hit, I think it was that laffy taffy. I saw y'all hit that Laffy taffy oh, yeah. well, where did that come from? Oh, yeah. who, who came up with that idea? who organized all that?
2: Um, it was Emmanuel. He was like, man, we gotta, cause we had just came off that Chargers win, and yeah. you know we were playing the Steelers mm-hmm. at home, and the Steelers were on a roll, man. They were on like a seven game win streak, and we're like, man, screw this, like we got like, we got to take them down, right? And then like we were in practice, and like Emmanuel was like, man, man, like, fuck all the injuries, like fuck everything the media saying, like let's just go out here and, and, and do these boys in, man. Let's go out here and have a good game, and and and. and, and And win, right? So he was like, let's have fun with it. Like, all these teams are having fun with it and, you know, celebrating in the end zone and whatnot. Why why can't we, you know? So that's that's kind of where it came from. And uh, we kind of just one day after, like, the walkthrough or something, uh, before the game. He is just like man. Like, uh, he was like, everybody, come here, come here, like all the offense. He was like, let's pra- let's practice it real quick, and he kind of just went through it real quick and was like, when we score, we gonna do this, like or whatever. So <laughs> we had went and did
0: it. So, yeah, you gotta have fun with it. You gotta have fun with it. Gotta, have, you fun. gotta, have, fun with gotta
2: it. have fun. Yeah, you got to. You see everybody having fun with it. Like you gotta have fun with it, man. That's facts um, for sure.
1: Last question before we move on to cap or no cap. As you go through this off season. <laughs> What is this? What's the one thing you want to improve most, and what's some of your goals for this upcoming season? I know you had some goals for the past season, and you could talk about that if you'd like. But talk talk to me about this off season and your goals for the upcoming season.
2: Um, my this uh, this past season, I mean, I definitely uh, uh, I achieved some of the goals that I had set for myself, um, staying healthy and achieving a starting spot on the team. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than, other than that, uh, I just think that my goals in the future are to keep keep striving and keep succeeding, keep growing, keep getting better, keep moving forward. Like instead of staying stagnant and saying like I just want to keep getting better, keep keep my health better, you know, keep getting healthy and keep my body healthy and keep getting stronger in the weight room, keep getting, keep getting better technique wise for offensive line just keep moving forward and bettering myself as a player so I can help the team win. Oh yeah. So I could do my part. So I could do my part to help the team win, to get to where we, we all want to be there on February 4th and, you know, confetti mm. falling down on us. Yeah. So Big that, that, that's what we want. That's what we want. I heard you, but, but uh... I, I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I want. I don't know. I don't know if that's what everybody else wants, but that's what I want. That's so why Nah. That That's what I, that's what I see. That's what I see in, in my future. And, you know, whenever whenever it happens, whenever fate lets it happen. But that's that's what I want in, in the end of my career. You know, I want to make it to the big dance and, and have that confetti confetti fall on me. You know what I'm saying? I so hear so you. The way, to get, the way to get there is, you know, keep being yourself. Keep being humble. Oh, yeah. Keep training hard. Keep, oh, yeah. Keep uh, studying hard, like Amen. you know, while you're in the season. Keep studying your opponent hard. And, you know, just play your ass off every play, man,
1: and just do all you can to to Sell out for your team and to get the win. Oh yeah, definitely. That's 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 all advice in life. Yeah. Constant growth, constant, constant, uh, constant s- hard work, exactly. con- Constant studying. And you know, maybe one of these years w- w- we'll take a break from the Super Bowl and let you guys take the reins. <laughs> oh, We'll oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> take a break. Oh man, but <laughs> um, t- take a break. Yeah, let's let's finish the episode. How we always finish: cap or no cap? We ask. A, we say a statement. You're going to reply whether it's cap or no cap. Cap is BS. We say the sky is green. That's cap. Big cap. Big cap. Sky's blue. Um, <laughs> first statement is about Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Your division rival, you faced him twice this year. Cap or no cap, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is already the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs>
2: I can say, I'm in the middle, man. The uh, guys, Cap, nah, 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 nah. Like, nah. like uh, I mean, uh, that's Cap. That's <laughs> Who do you think he is the best, best quarterback? He ain't the best, but you know what? Okay. But you know what? He is He is striving to be the best. Mm-hmm. I've seen glimpses mm-hmm. of him to be the best. That's you facts. know what I'm saying? I've seen him no, throwing no-look passes, you know, scrambling. And it's fourth and 15. He making something happen. Like, you know, I've seen him doing all that. So, I think that's Cap. But at the same time, it could be no cap in the future. It you know what be. I mean? Like he's he's once he gets a little older and he gets even better at what he's doing, you know, there's no telling what, what that man can do. So I think that's cap for right now.
0: <laughs> All right, let me ask you about um, Kareem Hunt. So you play him in college, right? And he just got signed yeah, again to the, the Bears. So let me ask you: Is it cap or no cap that the Browns made a mistake signing Kareem Hunt back into the NFL?
2: That's a, nah, no cap, man, because you know that's a real, that's a real back. Like that dude, <laughs> I seen him do some crazy things with my own eyes at Arrowhead here in Denver, mm-hmm. and even on the TV when when they play in other teams. Mm-hmm. So that's no cap, man. That's a real back. I think that he made a mistake, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously under the influence or whatever he had, may have been doing. But uh, yeah, I think that just because he made that one mistake doesn't mean that he should be banned from the NFL for the rest That's of facts. his life. You know I what I'm it. saying? That's I think facts. I think I think that little I think that little time that he had uh, to himself definitely made him you know think about what he just lost. Right. Definitely made him think about uh, you know his future and where he wanted to be and how apologetic and how sorry he was for what he had done. Um, and I think that made him you know, maybe appreciate it more and not take it for for granted as much and to act, act as he did on that take that had came out.
1: Absolutely, so yeah. So I
2: think that, that that's no that's no cap because the Browns is they try to right. <laughs> trying to get right. <laughs> they trying to get right <laughs> trying they are. They're right. like, that's no cap. You he see the moves. Trying to, they trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no cap, man. They, the Browns
1: are trying to get right. You see they making moves. Now they're, they're making, to making moves. Get right. They're that's sure. facts. Yeah. Um final question Antonio Brown.
0: Antonio officially
1: Brown. just announced like 5 Ooh. minutes ago that he's demanding a trade. Demanding a trade. Cap or no cap? Wow. AB's making a mistake. Cap. I don't think he's making a mistake. don't Ooh. think he's making a
0: mistake cuz You play a like, friendly, I Eli.
1: Think,
0: I, th- I think sh-
2: that I think that they're like, I think that I'm all about the players. I yeah, think they're, they're not treating them right. Right. Or you know, they're you know, they, they basically they want AB to you know be everything, you know what I'm saying, while he's there. And I, I think that's what he wants to be as well. But at the same time, um, you know, maybe him and Tom, Tomlin aren't, aren't, you know, clashing together well. And maybe him and Big Ben and other teammates aren't clashing as well. Maybe it's just a time to change the scenery for him. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like he's been there for, what, how many years, six, seven years or yeah, whatever. Something like that. But uh, uh, it's, it's, it's time for a change for him maybe, you know, just yeah. a different, different scenery, different quarterback, different team, different everything, you know. Maybe it's just time for something different for him. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's that there's anything wrong with that. If you want to trade and he's that type of caliber player to demand a trade, then demand a trade. If you're not happy where you at, like man, demand a trade. That's like you know nice. what I'm saying? Like that's different, and that's that's completely different from where I'm coming from because like undrafted, you really, really don't really have no voice. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind yeah. of just gotta roll with the punches and, and what you're given. But somebody who's in that position, who has already made you know money for himself, that has already made a name for himself, uh, you know, if you're not happy, man, shoot, you, you you have the voice and the ability to say something and to demand to be somewhere else where you right. can be happy. Right. You know what I'm saying?
3: Right.
2: Yeah. So definitely, I think that's Cap. I think he's making uh, a decision that's best for himself, that's best for his, that's best for his family. You know, that's best for you know his future. You know, for him to be happy and successful as a wide receiver in this NFL. So. I think that's Cap, man. I think he's making his, his own decision, which is the right decision. You know what I mean?
1: That's facts. Well say less. a hey, Listeners Th- and Thank you, you, Eli. Thank you for coming on the show. L- listeners, if you're hearing this genuine man, this is this is real life, Eli. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember when I first came on to the football team here at UMass, this man just took me under his wing. This is the real deal. He's a real genuine dude. We we pray for your success, Eli. We we're gonna keep watching. We pray that you keep going, coming up, 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 because you started at the bottom and you're still going up. We'll be watching all 2019. Super Bowl is
0: coming, Eli. It's coming. It's coming.
1: Just got to be patient, baby. It's Just got gotta to be, be
0: patient. patient. Thank you for coming on the show, Eli. And we going to play it.
1: you out to some Laffy Taffy real quick. Oh, I uh, appreciate y'all for having me, man. appreciate y'all having me on the show. Appreciate that, for real. Thank you, thank you. Let's say less. Thanks, Eli. Say less, man. I'm looking for Mrs. Bubba Gum. I'm Mr. Chico Stick. I wanna. Oh, cause you so thick. Girls call me Jolly Rancho. Oh, cause I stay so hard. You can stop.